Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Welcome everyone to the Lovely Travels podcast. I am Emma Lovell and uh, introducing my co-host Darius Schnarr. Hello and good morning to you Emma and the listeners and oh crap I just noticed Emma. Bus. It's our travel disasters episode. <laughs> oh I was like what what have we done like <laughs> the microphone's not gotcha. on. You gotcha, texted gotcha, me. Gotcha. Oh I've just realized Tra- uh, speaking of podcast travel disasters, I think you were going to say a fun fact before and then we didn't do it. We missed a fun fact. What do you mean? Don't worry. <laughs> we're just having it's disasters left, right and centre. So anyway, uh, the reason we're doing this episode is because it's quite a common thing when people travel that um, things can go wrong. It's one of those things. It's a big thing. There's lots of elements. Uh, I think everybody has at least one story of travels gone awry. Um, mm-hmm. But what we've talked about a little bit was that um, travel disasters are in the eye of the beholder. So what what you uh, or one man's travel disaster is another man's treasure. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You're right. Um, some For some people, like, you know, not packing underwear might be a big deal. I say, don't worry about it. You're saying, I don't pack them anyway. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Nothing like going commando in a different country. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, we've all got our kicks. And so we actually posted this question in the Lovely Travels community and got back quite a lot of responses. And so we thought it'd be fun to share some of those stories, but also some of our own. So let's kick off with a couple of our own and then um, we might get to some of the listeners' ones, and then uh, we might probably share a few as we go as well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start or should I start? You may start. Tell me of a time when you have had uh, a travel disaster or a disaster, a tra- uh, something that was a disaster for you. Um, I, and, and, and we spoke about this. I'm pretty cool, calm, and collected, so I haven't had any sort of major disaster that I could remember or that have burnt themselves into my brain. Um, I did once, flying from Germany to Australia, um, look at the ticket, and it was like, yep, 6.30 departure, cool, you know, woke up at, I don't know, 4 a.m., got ready, get there, uh, go to check-in, they're like, we're sorry, you you can't check in. I went, what? Um, your flight's in like 12 hours. <laughs> and so we, we spaced on the AM and PM aspect. Uh, um, and but that's um, a good way to do it. Like you wouldn't want to do the your flight. You thought it was at 6.30 PM and it was yeah. actually at 6.30 AM. That would be. Yeah. 
very bad. Which which is it's not too bad doing it like that because you can um, still check in. I think like I don't know, twelve hours early or something. They have some special thing, and you put all your stuff there, and you just you know you can then when you actually go to check in, you're super relaxed because you've already done everything. Yeah. Um, so so I, you know, and that's like. Yeah, what was a disaster, you turned into a positive. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking about it now. This is not making for a great podcast story. So I will also tell you the um, <laughs> the time when the plane nearly crashed in Tokyo. Uh, it was super windy and we're coming into land. I got a window seat and the plane's like doing these sideways flippy floppies. Oh, gosh. Um, you, you can't see what I'm doing, but I am doing the sideways flippy floppies. He's doing like and, a, a little plane, uh, yeah, very um, – it look, looks like a bit like a teapot, doing a teapot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a two-spouted teapot. <laughs> That's right. And and I'm sitting at the window and, like, it's rolling from side to side and each time it does – this is coming into land mm. and each time it's rolling to the side, like, I can see more and more of the runway in the window and – like there was this, you know, one massive gust of wind and like I, all I could see out the window was the, the asphalt of the runway and like oh. people are like freaking out and there's like the overhead compartments open and all the crap fell out and hit oh. people in the head. And the, the, the pilot, um, like we touched on the ground and bounced around and like he wasn't going to make the landing and he just floored it. I don't know if anyone's ever been in a plane when they just like put the stick down. It's like takeoff times 20. Like everyone just shut up because you're all like stuck in the back of your seat. Um, um, and then we, yeah, made it. Um, people, women crying, children screaming, um, men peeing themselves. Um, and we flew to a different airport and it was like a three or four hour delay. <sighs> yeah. Exciting times. That's uh, that's pretty much the worst. <laughs> that's it's as bad as it gets on a flight. Apart from it, actually, like getting very near to a crash is probably um, yeah. the, the the worst you want to have without it crashing. So uh, yeah. that sucks. That's a bit of a disaster, um, especially when you're yep. to another airport. And I think a lot of people's travel disasters would be, uh, and and from the group, a lot of them were based around flights. Um, mm-hmm. My first, you know, and we, you know, we said you. It would have been bad to ne- to miss a flight. Well, yes, that was probably one of my first. I'd say it would have a travel lesson. It was not necessarily disaster. You know what turns out. To, what is a disaster initially? You can and you can sort of resolve is good. But are we? I missed my the first time I ever missed a flight was coming to see you, Darius. Oh, I remember. Yeah, May two thousand and six. I uh, decided I'm. The airport, and this is traditionally airports, food is very expensive. So I went, mm-hmm. ah, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to go to the bakery before, get a little snack, uh, and then, you know, I'll have something at the airport. Um, but getting that snack made me miss my train. Missing that train made me get into the airport, just very, very f- cutting it fine, and I missed check-in by like 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, okay, Damn. that was really sucky. Then I... Booked another flight, so I was going to come in the next day. I was quite the young. I was about. I was eighteen. I was a young traveler, so uh, the flight I booked was at like six a.m. So I was like, "Well, I'm not going to go all mm-hmm. the way home and come back. I'm too cheap. Slash, don't have enough money to stay in a hotel. So I slept in the airport uh, for the first time ever, uh, 
which wasn't terrible. It was okay. Like I, I lived. Uh, but then, you know, the next it's, day. It's easier when you're younger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And actually we opted because I, it was so okay. I actually opted to do it a few months later when I went to Sweden and me and a friend, we just got oh. a really early flight. We, so we decided to stay in the airport, um, make it easier to get the flight. But um, but then, you know, the next part of that was that I did fly to Germany and it was like, cool, I'm on the way now. I'm making it. And then I got to the airport and you weren't there. And uh, I was called, I didn't know what to do. And this is, I don't think uh, my, my, my mobile phone wasn't like international. It was all this, you know, it's 2006. So I yeah. found a phone and called you and you're like, yeah, I'm at the airport. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Turns out there's two airports in Dusseldorf. Um, I had originally booked the right one because we had talked about the flight I was booking, but when I rebooked myself, I booked it the one on the outskirts of town. And so I had to it's, get it's a It's pretty ridiculous that they're both called Dusseldorf Airport because it's probably like a 50-kilometer drive or like 40 kilometers. Yeah. So it's a bit rich calling the the, the, the other one Dusseldorf. So yeah. So it's a, yeah. So it was uh, quite the palaver. I got there in the end. We had a lovely time, but it was really just, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a chain reaction. One one single little decision led to so many um, mistakes and misses, near misses, you know, just like <laughs> just, just missing by that little bit. And uh, anyway, we got there in the end, but uh, it wasn't the, f- it was the first time I missed a plane, but it, it was certainly not the last and it will not be the last <laughs> I am uh, very optimistic with time. Uh, right. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I always believe in the, the best in the world and uh, traffic and circumstances. Have you ever he- heard your name being called in the airport? Like, yes, Mrs. I have. Lovell, please, gate 23. Yeah, I've had it, but I had it once and I was like in the gate lounge and huh. they were calling me. And I was like, and there was still a line and I walked up to the desk and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, we need you to come for the plane. I'm like, there's still people in the line. Like, <laughs> I'm here. Like, it was really weird. It wasn't like they were upgrading or anything. It was just like, you know, like, come on, hurry up. And I was like, I'm literally here. So, um, I don't think I've ever had it anywhere else though. And there are pl- places where they don't call your flight. So, you're in the airport. Yeah. And Especially the bigger airports. I was at, at Dubai once uh, waiting for a, for a connecting flight and just – Sitting in 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 Dubai McDonald's, uh, eating a chicken Big Mac. Um, they have chicken Big Macs in Dubai Airport, which is wild. Um, and and like I'm just sitting there munching on my burger, and like for some reason I look at the time and I look at my boarding card, boarding pass, and like you know looking from one to the other. I'm like, holy crap, I have like 10 minutes. I have no idea where to go. So just sprinting like a maniac through <laughs> Dubai and getting to the to the plane super sweaty. Um, it's and a rite like of everyone's passage. looking at you. It's a rite of yeah. passage to run through an airport. I've done it in a number quite a number of airports. I've done it in, in Munich, Germany. I've done it in uh, Mexico City. Um, I've done it in Multiple airports in the UK. I think. I think you're picking mm. up a pattern here with me. It's um, <laughs> it's it's not not my. The problem. Look, I travel too much. Uh, I travel so often that I'm uh, just very uh, optimistic and relaxed at times. But sure. I have a travel disaster story to come. Uh, so mm-hmm. on our upcoming Canada episode, I will share a travel right. disaster. So I won't share it now. You'll have to tune in. But uh, that was quite a funny one, and I um. Did share on episode forty nine with my lovely father Brian, 
Mm-hmm. He and I, it was, it was he and I in Munich who nearly missed the plane together. And we're both good travellers, both um, just, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we had a really, for, for very seasoned travellers, we had a very ridiculous one. And uh, I won't share the full thing because uh, please go back and sure. listen to episode 49. But uh, 49. in short, we got off a plane and uh, didn't get back on and uh, ended up in a small town in uh, Borneo. And uh, hmm. yeah, stranded, stranded on a in a tro- on a tropical island. Uh, it was and, very silly. And that's where very- you're recording from now. <laughs> and now I live here <laughs> in Kudat. <laughs> well, uh, Kudat. P- perhaps, perhaps uh, to make us feel better about our uh, rather l- lax uh, adherence to to cutoff times. Um, you want to you want to read. Some of our um, our lovely travels community members disasters. Yes, yes. So I'm going to kick off with our first uh, response, and she was very quick. Quick uh, people. It was a topic that people definitely wanted to share and and get off their chest about. So we had Deanne shared that she said, "How is a 13 hour flight to Perth? Five hour flight. It's meant to be, but then 12 hours sitting on the tarmac due to storms." The plane ran out of food. Everyone started to go feral. Air conditioner mm. had to be turned off, so no in-flight entertainment at all. And we could all we could do was sit there and look at the airport, which was so close but so far away. Twelve hours sitting on the tarmac. I, I, uh, that, that's that's mental. I once did, I think, four or five hours with Tiger Airways. No shout out to crappy Tiger <laughs> Airways. Um, similar sort of situation, but like I said, it was. Three or four hours, not twelve. That's mental. Yeah, Deanne, I'm so sorry. Yes, yes. Thank you, Dan, for sharing. And I think there's definitely um, a lot of commiseration there. I've I've done two hours, um, and I've also had the circumstance of being turned around in the air. So um, you know, trying to come into an airport, there's been a storm, being turned mm. around, and it's really funny if you, if you ever have that happen. It, um, the entertaining part is looking at the flight path. Because the flight path yeah. map shows like it's like a squiggle as you fly yeah. around in the air and they decide what to do and then we ended up, that was in India, so we were meant to be coming into Mumbai. We ended up having to go to Hyderabad. And inevitably when a plane has to stuff about, they do need to refuel. So then mm-hmm. that takes time and then it was the whole, are we staying here? Are we not staying here? Are we going to get another flight? Blah, blah, blah. It's, yeah, it's uh, never a fun situation. But sitting on the tarmac and being like, you're going to let us out of the airport or are you going to let us in the airport or like are we yeah are we staying in a hotel whatever like I had the same in um, Cancun and it was like you know just let us back in the airport to chill out there or send us to the hotel or whatever but just wasting that time and then getting to the inevitable point as well of going oh actually we're not going to go anyway you're like could we not have made that decision like five hours ago <laughs> yeah. 12 is 12 is crazy though I hope she at least got a nap um going to jump to uh my one of my dear friends lauren we actually one of my we grew up together but she (laughs) told this story which i will try to tell without laughing when we drove all the way from venice to Lyon, uh from venice italy to Lyon, france for a family farewell before departing back to oz and max my husband was bursting for a wee a bit before we got stuck in traffic in Lyon city So he tried to pee in an empty water bottle whilst driving the car in stop-start traffic, but it overflowed. 
So then we oh, had no. to make a pit stop to change his pants before the family dinner. He will be so glad that I have shared this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you for the visuals. Uh, if you out there have ever tried to pee into a bottle uh, while in traffic, uh, this one goes out to you. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, buy buy bigger buy bigger water bottles. It's yeah. foresight, people. Foresight. Yes, take a well. To, you know, could have been a one liter bottle. Could have been a you know. You really you would learn your pee capacity uh, in that situation. But uh, <laughs> everyone should should press pause and go measure their pee. <laughs> oh, this one's a good one. This one, I, I I'm not doing last names, but I will do last names on this one. Uh, Mrs. Sarah Lovell, uh, aka my mother. Uh, she said, on a trip to the Gold Coast with my three children, um, spoiler, I was one of them, uh, to meet up with their dad for a family holiday and we ended up in casualty at the local hospital because my eldest son, James, tripped and cut his forehead on the very first day. It was still a good holiday though. <laughs> I've told this story to you before. Did I told it on? A, I think I told it on the Gold Coast episode on number, episode number we- we, we, you, you, and yeah. I laughed yeah, a lot. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's in the Gold Coast episode. Um, episode number 17, uh, if you want to hear the full story. Uh, and oh. I have very limited compassion for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think any any unplanned holiday, uh, unplanned hospital visits during holidays are no good. Uh, and, look, they can, you know, um, Top tip, um, get travel insurance because, uh, yeah, you. I've heard of people ending up with $300,000 um, bills because like places like the US, uh, the hospital systems just cost a lot and you can just, you know, if you end up in surgery, you're, yeah, you're in real trouble. So travel insurance will save travel you insurance. there. Um, actually, speaking of on episode number, uh, it was number – Seven with our lovely Danielle Fyland, repeat um, guest. She, serial guest. Serial guest. She she shared a massive travel disaster on that episode. Uh, um, again, we won't give go go all through the story, but basically, it's, you know, it's like a headline, a newspaper headline: "Monkeys escaped from zoo, woman attacked in the street." Hmm. Now, if that's not a travel disaster, like, I don't know what is. Like, you went away that's and you got attacked rough. by monkeys. Monkeys! That's disastrous. Uh, she's also still scared. terrified of the monkeys, which is, um, like, bad for her but entertaining for me when we were travelling together. Uh, oh, is no <laughs> one going to think about how the monkeys feel? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, they, they left their home, you know. I mean, I think they wanted to get away. Hopefully they found the jungle again. I'm guessing it wasn't such a positive end for them. It wasn't, oh, did I say Indonesia? It was Myanmar. She got attacked, sorry. Uh, let's jump on to our good friend Catherine. She, Catherine's had a lot of shout-outs on this podcast, actually. We'll, we will have to get her on as a for a rebuttal at some point. Oh, we're not doing last names. Oh, she's no longer um, Simo, so we can. Well, stop, stop giving even more details about her. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> we must take her an- anonymity. Um, so Catherine shared that she booked a trip to Japan by herself and she said, I don't need a travel agent. Uh, she was in Naseko preparing to travel. I should read from first person. I thought. 
I was in Niseko preparing to travel to Tokyo for two days before going home. I realized I'd booked our flight for later in the week. So we had five days in Tokyo, not a bad problem to have, and had to scramble to find accommodation for those remaining days. I now <laughs> like to employ the help of travel agents. Awesome. <laughs> Which we, uh, again, this is basically just shout-outs to all of our episodes. Uh, if you do need a travel agent or um, definitely a travel specialist, uh, then you should listen to episode number 36 with our travel advisor, Rachel Matheson. Yeah, some great, some great uh, thoughts on why you need a travel agent or a travel advisor in that episode. Basically, this whole thread. Would you like to share the one, Darius? Uh, I believe she's your connection, Christine Francois. Uh, yes, Christine. Uh, there we are. Um, Christine was travelling to Europe with her friend Heidi on Interrail in 1993. After three weeks of four and a half, so out of after three weeks of the four and a half week trip, uh, they arrived in Barcelona, young and brainless, as she said. <laughs> uh, as we wanted to save big money, we had an overnight stay on Barcelona Beach. The next morning, my huge backpack as well as Heidi's shoes were gone with the wind. <laughs> Fortunately, we still had Heidi's backpack and enough clothes for the two of us, as well as our interrail tickets, money, and identification papers. Uh, robbed in your sleep on the beach. That's terrible. They was robbed. Uh, I think, yeah, being robbed would be definitely a travel disaster. And losing money in general. Have you ever um, lost money or, or had something stolen while you were overseas? Uh, um, a couple of times I lost a whole bunch of money in a pub. Um, I don't. I don't think self-inflicted travel disasters count. Um, no, I, have I ever been robbed? I don't think so. Yeah, i I had two instances, and it was really weird because both times was a hundred dollars, like bang on a hundred dollars, mm. and mm. Um, it just it just feels very icky, uh, very um, uncomfortable. Oh. It makes you feel very unsettled when you have some something stolen from you, and I yeah. like to believe in. I like to believe that the universe, you know, is paying it forward or something. And I'm like, whoever took it, I I hope they needed it, and I hope it's helped them, and and trying to be very gracious. And but you know, both times I had quite a cry, and it was just it wasn't a lot. A hundred dollars is is you know I'm very fortunate. A hundred dollars isn't a lot to me, but it. In some currencies, in some places, you are hundred dollars would go a long way, and um, sure. it's just it's just quite disheartening and, and unsettling. There's this terrible pizza place in Prague that once robbed me. <laughs> really? They, like, the, yeah. Well, they 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 on the on the bill they put the tip like as a position in the bill, and I'm like, what's this? And they're like, oh, it's the tip. And I'm like, I decide if I give you a tip or not. So I oh, know it's it's customary. It's like it might be customary, but you're not getting squat after like imposing it on me. That's, so I that's felt robbed there. Robbery. Yes. Yeah. Actually, speaking of, we had a. Um, it could have turned into a real disaster, and my my uh, very theatrical mind took me to a disastrous place. Matthew and I were in Cuba in 2018, and it's quite annoying because I actually had this 13 page guide from and actually I'll have to get her on the episode um from a friend um Jocelyn about about Cuba she used to be a guide there and so she'd given me this long guide and I'd, I'd read quite a bit of it but I had there was one point in it um that I obviously didn't pay attention to um there's these things in Cuba called hineteros and basically they're kind of like con artists 
and mm-hmm. it's kind of well known. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, places like Havana, Havana, like the main cities, um, very populated by tourists. It basically, it's one of their major incomes, Cuba now. And these Hinateros, uh, they come and act really friendly to you um, and then kind of swindle you. And so what happened mm. with Matt and I was we were we saw some filming in the street and mm-hmm. we were kind of standing there watching and then this guy started chatting to us and was like, oh, do you want to see something like quite authentic or like, you know, sort of go to like a real Cuban bar? And we're like, yeah, cool. Mm. Like where is it? Like so walked just it's like it was just there and so they showed us inside and they're like, oh, there's this like, you know, you guys have got to try this drink. And we said, oh, we've been trying the Cuba Libres or whatever. He's like, oh, no, you got to try this special drink. Mm. And just chatting to these two guys and then I, then they were talking to Matt and they were like, um, oh, do you want to try a cigar or have you tried cigars? And he's like, no, but I would like to. And the guy was like, okay, come on, I'll show you. And Matt just went with him and just got up and left. And it's funny because Matt sometimes is not super trusting. Like he's he's quite cautious in a lot of things and apprehensive sometimes to do things. But he just went. And then I'm talking to this other guy and I actually he didn't speak English, he spoke Spanish, so we were speaking Spanish. But I just I just felt so uncomfortable and my mind is just going like, you know, the movie Taken, Matt's been taken, I'm going to have oh, to like no. call uh, Neeson, I'm going to have yeah. to, you know, call the um, – you know, where's the consulate? How do I get on to people? And there's no phone reception. There's literally like no internet. You have to go to these special spots in Cuba to use the internet and to get phone yeah. reception. So we were really stranded and I'm just like, my mind's racing. Ultimately, Matt came back quite comfortably and came back with a cigar and then they were like, do you want to have another drink? And I'm I'm wanting, I'm panicking now. I want to get out of there. I could, I, I sensed something was going to go wrong. Like it was yeah. not a good situation and, you know, you don't know if, like, they could turn violent or something like that. I thought we were okay, but it was like I just want to get out of this situation calmly and sort of back away. And so I should have said no, but I like, okay. And then I'm like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And I'm like sort of trying to subtly set a mat. And then I was like, can we just get the bill? And I knew it was one of those situations where we're the richer people, they're the poorer people. We, we would have to pay. They, they've shown us hospitality. We would pay for the drinks. And then, and towards the end of the conversation, the guy starts doing the whole, we're poor, you know, this country is not very good. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just said, I'm not giving you money. Um, and then the bill came and we paid what well, we were paying like four or five dollars for drinks, but we paid like $80 for like seven drinks or six drinks. So it was like mm. a lot more than it usually was. And so what I realized later was they had an arrangement with the bar. They bring people in. They charge a lot for the drinks. They give them cash. And it just, we were okay and we were, ultimately, we we were probably safe, um, but, like, it just was very uncomfortable and it just felt very icky and it just made me feel afterwards quite uneasy about the city and about trusting people. Mm. And, unfortunately, if people were, like, smiley or nice to us, it was kind of like, what's your agenda? So, Well, the thing is, like, the thing is, like, if, you know, if you meet someone and, you know, they, they offer to, you know, if you get in talking to them and then they're like, oh, come to this bar where you can buy special drinks, that's like, yeah, say no thank you every time. Yeah, yeah. It was it was one of those things where Matt and I looked at each other and it was like I expected him to say no. He was kind of looking to me for guidance. Like it was just like and I was like we – it was just a really good travel lesson I was like, we need to have each other's backs and we need to have 
uh, be very clear about communication and um yeah we just sort of both were like we'll see like nobody's mm. making a decision and um yeah so anyway it was something to be aware of i uh, would it would be a thing to look out for in cuba unfortunately it happens in some places. it's not a unique thing to cuba it happens in other places no. um but it just as i said it just left us feeling quite icky we were ultimately safe but it was all the like what ifs where could that have gone and it's, Matt, it's like, I the- like never leave me alone with people and don't ever walk <laughs> off to go yeah. buy cigars without me like <laughs> that's crazy yeah 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 in in all big big cities um especially like the touristy places you got to be real careful of like overtly friendly people like unnecessarily friendly yes. um yeah yes. i almost got pick, pickpocketed uh in in barcelona like that some guys were talking to us and uh, started kicking a, a football around and, um, yeah, he's like, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. And all of a sudden he had his hand in my pocket. And I'm like, cool. what the f- freak are you doing, man? <laughs> he's like, ah, just laughed it off. I'm like, well, we're going to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I might jump on to another um, story. We have one from uh, Kat. Uh, Kat, it was uh, actually on one of our episodes. Kat was on episode, I like to actually check now, number 46 about making a life in the USA. But she's commented mm-hmm. in the in the Facebook Lovely Travels community. And by all means, after this episode, feel free to go. Um, you can search within the group. If you just search disaster, <laughs> you can join the thread. And, and uh, yeah, we'll, you know, we'd love to hear your stories and, and keep the conversation going. But anyway, Kat has shared... I was detained at the border of Israel and Jordan. I was not aware that the visa I had allowed me to stay in Jordan for six months but not come and go, and no one had mentioned it at the border of Syria where I had last entered. I guess they were just more relaxed about it over there. I had no more Israeli currency and you need to pay cabs up front, so I had to beg a cab driver to take me to an ATM, then on to the northern border where you can buy an entry visa for Jordan. He drove me through the West Bank where the checkpoints really search your luggage thoroughly and were super suspicious that I was doing what I said I was doing. I don't think I was out of Jordanian money. I just pissed off um, that I had to buy a new visa. So when I crossed into Jordan, I hitchhiked with an Israeli diamond dealer who was changing his number plates to make sure no one targeted him for being Israeli. He was was travelling with his son and father and I I was curled up in the back seat with all their luggage. On the way, we stopped and they bought me an ice cream. They were staying at a hotel near my apartment in Jordan, so I easily got a cab from there. That 2.5-hour trip took more like 14 hours. Wow. That's scary. <laughs> like, That's that, those, scary. Are, those are places where you're like, I don't want to mess around with getting stuck here and I don't want to not, yeah, not have somewhere to stay. So... Uh, that is great story. Great it's story. A, it's a great story, um, and it has a lovely ending. And in in what after what we've just said, um, you know, sometimes the kindness of strangers can really blow you away, and that's such a beautiful thing about travel. And and that's kind of the I guess the 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 dance uh, and the you know the this kind of uh, you have to dabble with death a little bit there, <laughs> like um, taking taking the help of strangers, but also sometimes strangers aren't so kind. So, mm. uh, but that was a positive story. Uh, so, what was a disaster again? Uh, had a quite a a nice ending and a safe ending. What's, 
I mean, the the positive thing of all these disasters is stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks for us. These are uh, these are great. So, um, I've, I've, got- I've, I've I've found a good one. Okay, you go. Um, this is from Kelly. She writes, "Plane on fire. Two engines out of three failed." <laughs> <laughs> And we never heard back. No, we did hear back. Uh, They didn't put her in accommodation and delayed 36 hours, slept on the airport floor and had $1 to a name. Yeah, that's pretty crap. Um, I like I like the th- those sort of stories where you can really use your imagination. <laughs> what was going on in that plane? <laughs> Just yeah, the plane was on fire. You're like, "Care to elaborate?" <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> it's um, all you ha- need to know. Yeah, we have um, another one, though, from Perth. It seems Perth's, um, and I actually do know this, um, Perth is on the west coast of Australia, and I think um, due to its remoteness, I think, yeah, sometimes people do get a bit stuck there, and the weather can be, being coastal, um, quite um, turbulent. So anyway, we have a Mm -hmm. story from Brent who says that uh, a 19-hour flight to an island from Perth Airport. So power went down at the destination airport right before we went to land. So we got diverted to Jakarta where we stayed for a few hours while they figured out what to do and then back to Perth to refuel again and then back to our destination. Oh, no. Yeah, like you've gone from Australia to Indonesia, back to Australia, then on to the destination, island location, which I would assume is somewhere around uh, Indonesia. So, yeah, trying to get to your destination, taking four flights instead of one, that would... That would suck. Yeah. (laughs) 19 hours instead of four or five. So we had another story from a very frequent traveller, Kirsten, who actually owns a travel business. So I'm not surprised Mm -hmm. that she's had a travel disaster or two. Uh, But (laughs) she said it took her 48 hours to get from Frankfurt to Brisbane. Um, So generally that might take about 20 um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> depends. 24. Um, yeah. Depends on the stops. But they started with a bomb scare at Frankfurt Airport, followed by an ice shower to cause a two-hour delay. They arrived late into Abu Dhabi. They forced overnight stay with a New Year's celebration in the lift. Oh, um, lovely. Onward. Yeah. Woo. New Year. Um, onward flight next day, the two-hour delay due to fog. Not enough food on the flight and entertainment system defective. The passengers were tired and getting very impatient. Then they missed their connecting flight in Melbourne, another two-hour delay, and worried that their suitcases now might have gone missing. <coughs> the patience was now running very thin, door-to-door 48 hours, and then her daughter's boyfriend broke up with her the same day. Oh, no, because of the late flight? <laughs> no, I think the relationship was probably a little bit troubled before then, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that would definitely be um, yeah. Uh, that, that's a that's a series of unfortunate events. That's, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm sure I've had a couple of those like ridiculously delayed flights where you're just like in limbo for two days, but I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't remember. Well, maybe you turn them into a nice adventure. My longest and worst transit home was uh, 56 hours uh, with six flights. So I went from Chicago, Illinois uh, to Central America to South America to uh, on to Australia. But what was the silliest thing was that I 
I had a return. I had gone to Peru and I had a return flight from Peru. Instead of um, looking at that long trip home and going, nah, um, maybe I'll just cancel my flight and get a much more direct flight home from – you can't fly directly from Chicago, but you can certainly get home a lot more directly. Uh, Mm. I was like, nah, I'll use that. Waste not, want not. Um, It still cost me $900 to get back to Peru to get the original return flight home and then it was another. So, it was three flights to get to Peru, another three flights to get home to Australia. It was – not worth it. <laughs> I love I love that that I'm sure everyone's had that. It's like, oh look, if I if I, you know, take into account a 14-hour stopover, uh the flight costs $200 less. Yeah. Um and you're sitting there and after like the fourth hour you're like, man, I would pay like $1000 to be home right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I my lovely, um, I had a wonderful uh, travel agent I worked with for many, many, like literally like 11 years. He was amazing. Mm. He used to be my uh, voice of reason. Um, and I say now, uh, think of future Emma. So, what would future mm-hmm. Emma want me to do? Yeah. Not yeah, current yeah, yeah. tight-ass Emma. But he always helped me to think of future Emma. And he's like, he would give me the options, but he's like, would highlight very distinctly, like, this one has a two-hour layover. This yeah. one which is $100 cheaper, has a 16-hour layover. Yeah, yeah, Emma, yeah. what would you like to do? <laughs> uh, and, yes, yeah, so, uh, yes, it took me a few, another few times of those horrible layovers and nine hours in Malaysia or 12 hours in Singapore or whatever. you probably spend, spend $100 on comfort food during those 16 hours anyway. Or, yeah, or paying to go into a lounge or... Or yeah. like even I've even um, ended up at a couple of times getting a hotel even for four hours. It's like just to have a rest. So, yes, um, think poor, of top poor, tip, poor, think of you. Poor Kirsten didn't have the choice of spending more not to have the, the 48-hour trip. No, um, that's one where you can't. So, like you can try and think ahead and it's really frustrating when you probably even have, um, you know, maybe chosen the most direct route and, uh yeah. You know, weather, weather's a big one, but um, engine, you know, fl- like planes are machinery, you know, they, things go wrong. And Don't say that. They do. Um, <laughs> have you, has anyone not watched the show? What's the show? Like and people who like travel, who like this show are ridiculous. The air, air traffic disasters or something, air flight disaster. <sighs> What's that show about? But basically about planes crashing in the middle. Yeah, air don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Anyway, yeah, people who like to travel should not watch shows like that. It is is it not a good idea to put that into your That's mind. our top tip. Don't watch plane crashes before international travel. And I'm just going to share one more that um, is, is going to be very relevant to me soon. And uh, had I read this story maybe six months ago, I've been like, oh, oh well. But uh, now having an infant son, I very much uh, commiserate with this uh, story. So Nikki shared that when Luca, her daughter, was two, We flew to Cairns for a week in Port Douglas. Somehow we were seated right in the middle of a massive Bucks party group. Lucas screamed the entire way, as in proper hysterical. The first stop when we landed was the chemist to stock up on Finergan for the trip back. (laughs) And so, but she said so many lovely passengers came to see them and wish them well at the baggage claim and share their Mm -hmm. horror stories of traveling with children. So that really made her day. Oh, that's good. 
So, uh, yeah, that's super fun for me to read uh, in, t- in anticipation of um, we're actually going to Adelaide in, in May. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stock up on Finergan. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> what is Finergan? It's, um, it's kind of it's, it's like cold medicine, but it'll knock you out a little bit. <laughs> is that for the baby or for you? No, it's for the baby. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. <laughs> Look, both can work. <laughs> Earplugs have, and Finnegan, that's a tip for everyone. Um, we could have a new un- unethical uh, travel tips. Travel tips for traveling with children uh, for, or traveling with anyone. Oh, just traveling by yourself is the, the old the old sleeping tablet and red wine combination. No, moving right along. Um, but, yeah, look, I think we could, uh, once you start to scratch the surface, there are many, uh, you know, like, look, and the, the good thing – tends to be from a travel disaster that it turns into a bloody good story and uh, you can generally have a laugh later and hopefully if you were travelling with someone, your friendship or relationship is still intact. Editing, 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 editing. We can use the magic of editing. I'll probably just leave this rambling bit in. Where was it? Um, Here. Um, From our good friend Anuj. Yes, Anoush was on our India episode, which was number episode number 44. 44. Um, he had a flight from Rio to Lima. 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 Um, bit of a tomato-tomato situation there. <laughs> flight from Rio to Lima had a fuel leak. The flight turned back to Sao Paulo. The pilots announced that they were not sure if they could make it to Sao Paulo. It was dramatic. Uh, we barely made it to Sao Paulo. We were so confused at the airport and were there for six hours. Um, started his roaming to make some calls to sort out the delay. Um, after 10 minutes, he received a call from his bank that his credit card had withdrawn $8,000. Luckily, they stopped the transaction and had to cancel my credit card. Same time, we lost our other travel money at the airport. So we had our primary and secondary card disabled. Luckily, he had a third bank card that had a little bit of money left. Um, They were given a complimentary stay in the worst hotel in Sao Paulo. Uh, They took a nap, missed the call from the airline. Luckily, a fellow passenger opened the door, uh, knocked on the door, and they had to rush to the airport, um, only to be greeted by another delay, seven hours. Uh, reaching Lima and their misconnection to Cusco, the airline didn't provide the new ticket and he had to purchase a new ticket. Um, wow. He landed in Cusco and slept for 16 hours and had some altitude sickness to boot. That is mental. It just got worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. But he actually did say uh, it went on to be one of their um, – they they loved Peru and uh, they had an amazing trip overall. But, uh, yeah, that's that's – Pretty much, not only you know having missed uh, you know flights problems, uh, bad hotels, um, almost missing flights, and having that credit card fraud, credit card fraud, having amount money stolen, and then getting altitude sickness, which is truly, truly a horrible thing to experience. It feels like you're got a hangover um, while having being ill and throwing up and yuckiness. So. Um, yeah. oh, it's actually life-threatening yeah, as well, altitude singers. So um, super fun way to start their experience. But um, luckily said, yeah, Cusco was – Anuj living life on the edge. <laughs> really, yeah, really uh, 
giving it a good crack there. So uh, thank you to everyone. Like that was one of our most popular sort of threads. Uh, it was lovely to see so many people jumping in and joining and, and sharing their travel experiences. And uh, we would love to see more. So please do share with us. Um, many, many platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook, the Facebook group, which is where we have a lot of conversation website or send us an email if you're not if you didn't want to um do it there you can email us at info at lovely travels.com and maybe if your story is is so great we might actually make an episode out of it so um just going to dangle that carrot dangle it and it's got it better be a good story though so bring your a game guys <laughs> yeah and sometimes like i think some of the best stories as well are when you're like uh well it's how the story's told <laughs> too. um sometimes you're like this is the best story ever i love it when people pull up the radio actually and they tell stories and the hosts are like uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> anywho that's fun um thank you darius for sharing and for um reliving some of those traumas and um you're welcome i think i need a drink yeah, let's all go have a drink. Uh, tune in next time for more wonderful conversations on the Lovely Travels podcast. Indeed. Thanks for sharing, everyone. I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com or shoot us an email we love hearing from our listeners so please send us an email feedback comments questions whatever info at lovelytravels.com and you can listen review subscribe like share and promote our podcast in any shape way or form uh, we are on spotify itunes the internet uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us. All good podcasting locations. So That's tune in right. next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.